welcome to Fox Mandal podcast. We're excited to have you join us on this journey into the world of business and law. In each episode we bring you engaging conversations with influential leaders from diverse fields. The intent is to explore their fascinating journeys and insights to inspire and educate our listeners on the law and its various facets. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Leveraging Startup Ecosystem, the podcast series where we explore the dynamic world of startups and entrepreneurship. My name is Santosh Vikram Singh and I'm thrilled to have someone with us today who's passionate about helping startups make a lasting impression in the business world. Our guest likely is not only a branding enthusiast but also the driving force behind the Never Too Small to Brand campaign. Like is a seasoned branding and marketing consultant who co-founded a couple of companies including Origami and Bloomberg's uh, brand engineers on the branding front. He also co-authored a book titled Your Time is Now and is actively involved in the startup space leading various initiatives for different industry bodies. Today we dive into the realm of branding for startups uncovering the challenges and opportunities that can shape their journey to success. Without further ado, let's welcome Likely to the show. Welcome Like. Hello, hello Santosh, glad to be here. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, looking forward to this conversation, bye. Thank you so much for uh, accepting our invite and uh, let's start this conversation by asking you about your entrepreneurial journey. When and how did it all start and how is it going today? Yeah, it it goes back to the year uh 2000 and uh, we we started off basically opening up a garage for friends coming together and just uh, starting off as a startup without even realizing that we were a startup uh, not knowing garage startups are in fashion now we are still a 23 year old startup that is so your first company was a, a branding company or was it something else um first company was uh, Uh, the premise was very simple saying that okay as a bunch of people who came together we were excited about solving problems for others right through communication through creative communication so uh, uh the first entity what we started is origami and uh, the premise of naming it origami itself is that right uh, where something simple as a piece of paper you just fold it and make it into something amazing right and is the japanese art of folding paper that's what is we are inspired by and uh, it's all about creative solutions it the way you communicate uh, differently right and that's where you create that memorability for every piece of communication interesting and and uh, you know in last over two decades you all have helped uh, various companies created a great brands a uh, lot of stories around we will come to that later but tell us why is branding particularly crucial for everyone especially startup in today's competitive landscape and and of course uh, when you talk about branding every company have their own name have their own brand have their own logo but i believe that's not a branding so please throw some light on that so uh, in our journey with origami 6 uh, 7 years uh, through origami is when we realized uh, uh why are we getting uh, branding briefs uh, you know advertising briefs and people are asking us to create brands that's when realization hit us also because we also didn't know right and fundamentally 
my uh, understanding is that majority of the world don't understand the difference between branding and marketing right and i would still say majority don't know but in the last few years there has been a complete shift in this and uh, there is a lot of and with the penetration of internet and access to the uh, knowledge uh, which is there from around the world i think many a person has gone deeper and understood how brands are created and all of that so now there is understanding but in our earlier stage we used to tell people what is a brand and what is not a brand right but today i think it's reached a stage we don't need to do that anymore people understand the difference a lot more especially in the urban markets but uh, still in the larger rural markets and stuff like that people still don't understand the difference between branding and marketing it's a very fine line yeah interesting and and i have heard and come across lot of stories you have been sharing uh, at the various forums about those brands you have created for your clients uh, but i i want you to share a couple of examples for our listeners those branding uh, journeys you have you have taken for for your clients so uh, we have had pretty exciting journeys with a wide range of brands whether it is a services firm whether it's a product firm whether so it's a mixed bag of clientele what we have had right and in the space of branding when you look at it uh, once you finish and if you really follow branding principles and go into the depth of strategy once you finish a project in one particular vertical you don't want to repeat it because you know uh, that sector or that industry in its entirety right so you, you know everything about that particular industry so you want to pick up a project which is outside of that particular industry right so uh, people ask us whether do you specialize in uh, one particular industry or a sector we said no we don't want to because it doesn't excite us right and our process defines us and our process gets to clarity for brands in many angle uh, stories uh, what we have worked with brands we worked with the likes of polar bear ice creams which is there locally uh, we turned it around uh they had peculiar challenges but when you go to the depth is what you understand the challenge statement which is put out there is not necessarily change my brand even though the owner or the founder will say change your brand but when you go to the root of it there is a bigger problem to be solved and what is that bigger problem my uh, average bill value is probably 100 150 or 200 bucks and uh, it's not working out for me right so now that's the root problem which needs to be solved right so branding actually should help you solve that particular problem at the end of it so first is to discover the real problem statement and like in design thinking 90% of the time the stated problem is not the right problem right so you dwell deeper into it is when you realize that the problem statement is completely different and that's why we approach it that's why i said process defines us deep audits needs to be done to discover what the real problems are and then define the problem get that into set that in stone with the key stakeholders and then solve it we have worked with the likes of smooth chocolates we revamped it from bliss to smooth so that was an exciting journey again um we worked with the four plus line so we worked with the orange county resorts revamping them into evolve back so uh, many different uh, stories we work with pure and short uh, the organic food brand 
uh, we work with KLF Nirmal on many aspects like that. So a wide range of clients are cutting across different, different industries. And uh, yeah, 80, 90 percentage of them are successful because we believe they've played the brand well. So what I understand when you were saying that uh, finding the problem statement, and if you look at uh, today's uh, companies, those startups, uh, most of them, as you mentioned, they don't uh, know the difference between uh, creating a logo, finding a name and a real branding. How do you feel that uh, these startups, you know, their priority is something else, raising fund, uh, finding uh, clients, uh, you know, creating a product. How can startups overcome budget constraints while prioritizing effective branding strategy and why branding is, you know, is important for them? So interesting. I think uh, fundamentally, I think the start point is to have an open mind and it's a very simple framework when you look at it. I think you just need to treat brand as a human, right? And when you start seeing it as a human and define it as a human, put a purpose statement for your brand put value systems in place, put personality traits in place, and then come to your other facets of name of the brand, all of that, right? Nobody really bothers about that particular. Everybody jumps into saying that, okay, ah, I know a friend who is into graphic design. Let me get a logo designed. And then one year down the line, you suddenly realize something is not working. I don't know why, right? That's where the stumbling block is. But instead of that, If you can just pause before you start your journey, figure out saying that, okay, what is unique to us? Why would somebody choose us over the competition, which is out there? And then put and go back and ask yourself saying that, okay, why am I doing what am I doing? Right? The famous Simon Sinek said this saying, start with why. And it's a beautiful way to look at it, right? When you start with why, most of the other things fall into place, right? So start with why and then figure out all the other aspects pertaining to that. So figure out your why first, then figure out your value systems, then figure out your personality, then give a brief to the graphic designer saying that, okay, design my logo around these, right? You need to give them an understanding of what your positioning is and how, what your brand strategy is. Give them an indication to that designer, then he'll get it right. Otherwise, the designer is like an artist, right? You go to him and you say, paint a picture. He will paint a picture based on his imagination. Interesting. interesting. But you need to tell him, saying what kind of a paint picture to paint. Then he will give you that painting what you want. Absolutely. Now, coming to the next topic, um, your your campaign, uh, Never Too Small to Brand. What led to that, um, you know, you and your team conceptualize this, this campaign and why you thought there was a need for for this campaign and this project? Never Too Small to Brand came about from real life experiences. When we're meeting up with people, uh, generally there was this bit with startups as well as MSMEs. They say, no, branding is for the big guys. Let me just scale up a little and become a little bigger. And then I will think of branding. Till then I don't want branding, right? And that is where the Eureka moment for us was saying that, okay, why are they not doing branding? Because it will really help a startup if you do the branding right. You're going to carve out a niche for yourself, right? And you're going to get a lot more market share um, otherwise. Or you get, get a lot more market share as well as mind share if you do your branding right. So why are people not thinking about it? This is our attempt to actually give tips and tools and bring 
the ecosystem of brand practitioners together, stories together, interesting brand stories to help that small guy, whether it's a start startup, MSME, and get them to understand what real branding is. I wouldn't even call it as a campaign, but the, it's an initiative where we want to bring in uh, stakeholders in the branding and marketing world. And uh, we want to unite them under this particular umbrella. And this is a give back platform. How these uh, startups and MSMEs are um, adopting or receiving this campaign or initiative? Are they receptive or they are you know, still taking time and thinking that it's still not for us? Um, see, many a person, when they see something, they sit on the fences for a while thinking, saying, still thinking, saying that, okay, that, uh, oh, is it for me? We've been pushing out a lot of content on our social platforms as well as the portal never to small to brand.com. But uh, we know that it takes time for people to imbibe this, like get their feet wet. So what we're doing right now is we're doing small talk shows around it, small workshops around it. We are collaborating with industry bodies, taking it across like two weeks, two days back, I was in Mangalore, sitting with a bunch of women entrepreneurs and telling them that you are never too small to brand, right? And we tell them and educate them saying that, okay, what the real brand is. And they don't even really need me for that, right? But if you really want to go to the depth of it and crack a strategic solution, which is differentiated and unique and purposeful and all of that, then you will need people like us, right? Because we come with the knowledge and the expertise and the experience of doing this for so many, so many years. Let me ask you this question that was not part of our, our conversation. Now you work for the big companies, you work for the, those large institutions and uh, you have a team who uh, you know um, are pretty experienced and create that logo and it takes uh, months together to do that. Now when it comes to startups or MSME and you have to uh, do that project for them under this initiative, how would you adjust your team to uh, you know leave the work for the uh, big companies who are uh, you know, paying you well? Versus these startups. So what we would like, what we like to do is to create brands, right? So from that angle is what we're looking at. So today, the engagement models, what we have is very different from what we started off. Correct? We realize that many a small guy cannot even afford uh, a service uh, which we offer. So today we have models where we mentor them, mentor and coach them. We have models where we co-create the brands. We have created some brands like that, right? We invest into brands or we purely consult with brands, right? Now there are various models like this where sometimes we trade off our fees towards equity, right? Many models have emerged, correct? And business models of today are, uh, every day there is a new business model what you can learn from something else and imbibe and put it here, right? So like that we have created new business models, new engagement formats with startups. And uh, our purpose, like I said, is to build brands, right? So that's the single most important thing what we want to achieve. And for that, we have various models of engagement what we bring onto the table. So uh, it's not about big or small for that particular matter. As long as we see there is a possibility to create, a, uh, as long as the founder comes with an open mind to create a great brand, and there is an opportunity to create a great brand, right? Absolutely. And if uh, some startup or MSMEs, uh, they want to be part of uh, this this uh, campaign or they want to uh, you know, receive your services or avail your services, how can they reach out to you or, or uh, to, to your entity? 
just google us you will find us google my name i i keep telling saying that okay i've done my seo well just google me you will find me right and uh, we have our business entities which is bloombox brand engineers we have so origami creator which is little chopping bird so we have multiple entities what we uh, offer many different services in the marketing and uh, branding universe that is interesting what are those common mistakes or pitfalls that um, companies or startups should avoid in their branding efforts Uh, basic common ones. basic ones is just randomly calling one designer and asking them to uh, put a name or uh, put a or design a logo i think uh, fundamentally that's one of the biggest mistakes what we don't realize human beings uh, we judge whether it is people or things or brands or whatever it is we judge everything based on archetypes right and this is this goes back like centuries there is studies which prove saying that okay there are 12 archetypes which based on which we judge anything what we find right if i'm meeting you the first time i would slot you in a basic one archetype right we need to understand the science behind branding first some amount of thought should be there right which is what i explained earlier in terms of purpose values personality brand positioning all of that aspects right we need to have some clarity there and that clarity should name lead into a relevant and relevant naming and a very meaningful and a very like graphically expressive identity for the brand right and today when you look at it the world is gone beyond logos right earlier we used to uh, say uh, red color uh, hsbc blue color city uh, bank right because they were able to actually capture our minds imagination with just colors but today when you look at blue there are so many brands which come into your mind right so nobody is able to capture the mind share so it is important for brands to go beyond logos and it's the age of visual languages right so that's where that it's many things put together make the brand right your strategy your naming your logo your the elements which go along with it the visual elements the graphical elements the illustrative elements all of them put together is what makes your brand so even without seeing your logo somebody looks at the visual language and then they will be able to recall saying that okay oh wow that's that brand now i know absolutely and uh, we have seen uh, uh, the companies using uh, some random names and they say we have done a google search and uh, nobody is using this name or probably nobody is using that name in india yeah. or not in this category and they do not take professional help yeah in finalizing the name and uh, later they end up uh, in uh, litigation yeah. and uh, end up wasting a lot of time effort and money and everything so um, you know taking professional help to zero on the name and the professional help on creating that brand identity and then you know entire uh, branding exercise yeah. in the last 3 uh, 4 years uh, there is one thing which is common for many of them who have come to us who especially for rebranding and that is an ip clash right people have not given it i've come to you also multiple times stating the same points right as and when hyper competition is kicking in in india uh, i think if they don't take care and protect their brand in the beginning stages itself all the hard work is going to go down the drain and they'll have to restart again so are you saying the indian uh, market is not matured enough and why i'm asking this question is is because uh we have been working with those international branding agencies or companies and they used to uh 
give us a minimum couple of hundred names for one particular product to make sure that this name is available. Whereas if you look at these Indian companies, they don't go to that extent. That's why I was telling you earlier saying that, okay, people don't know the importance of branding and marketing. No? They think that go into the market and start advertising and then your job is done till shit hits the ceiling. Right? <laughs> and then they come back running saying that, okay, oh, no, 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 somehow I have to get this. And this is the biggest fundamental problem, right? We don't, we have never looked at the subject in the true reality or in the true manner, how it needs to be looked at, right? Because IP is a very core component of any business proposition, what we go and put out there, right? If you have a unique proposition, first look at saying that, okay, whether you can patent it, right? And then do all the safeguarding around it in terms of intellectual property, right? Trademarking, patenting, whatever, right? We miss the bus, I think. We have not treated the subject uh, in the right manner at all in India. I think it uh, more and more people are realizing that and they're learning it a hard way. We, are lo- we have a long way to go. Yeah. Do, do you believe, uh, is this uh, branding a science or is an art? Um, see, it, it's an equal mix of both. Uh, what is missing a lot in India is the science part of it. Everybody thinks it is just an art, right? It's like left side and right side of the brain, right? You need to have an equal mix of that, right? And science and art is an equal mix of branding too, right? So you need to figure out all your strategy, positioning, all of that and mix it up by art on the other side, which is your naming, identity, visual language, the font style, colors, all of that, right? And when it is a good mix and balance of both, that is where the magic is, right? So you say uh, uh, logic and magic needs to come together. Very interesting point. Can you share uh, examples of couple of brands probably uh, which had gone wrong for some reason and they had faced challenges, but uh, they successfully uh, navigated and overcame those issues in in last few years, if you recall a couple of names. Maggie is a great example, right? You played to the emotional chord and you created that particular brand. And uh, then uh, out of the blue, a lot of challenges happened. But I think they did, the the brand was set right and the brand cracked, uh, carved a niche already in the minds of the consumer, right? So the love for the brand existed, right? And uh, they cleared all the apprehensions in the minds of the consumer and they bounced back well, right? I think that's a classic case of bounce back. And that's... And this is where we need to understand also that branding is beyond just colors and logo, right? Branding fundamentally, when you go back at the end of it, it's just that promise what you make, right? Come to me and I will give you this, right? Come to me, I will give you a great meal. Come to me, I'll give you a good cup of coffee, right? Whatever it is, take that promise and live up to that promise. And today you need to couple it up with a little bit of experience too, because everybody is seeking experience. Whether it's the Gen Z's, millennials, whoever it is, all of them want experiences. So a product brand is not a product brand, can't be a product anymore. I think it needs to be a product coupled with experience. Are there any emerging trends in branding that um, startups or companies should be aware of in in today's world? I think uh, authenticity is a very key word. I think uh, with the exposure with consumers have, uh, because of uh, internet penetration and all of that, consumer can see through anything and everything, what is put out there in front of them, right? And uh, so the challenge for brands is to not be dramatic, 
I think they need to be more simple, more authentic, more purpose uh, rooted, uh, more meaningful, right? And then only you can you have a relevant role to play in their life, right? Otherwise, they're seeing through you, and they know, yeah, you're trying to fake it, and uh, you can't just keep faking it. The today's generation don't like brands faking it in front of them. They can see through you, and they don't. They they're trying to the brands are trying to fake in front of them. On on this point, and also since you are a president of Advertising Club of Bangalore, what happened to those advertisements, those those campaigns? Think about um, Hutch, think about Favicol, all those old old uh, nice ads we don't find today. So there is no authenticity. You mentioned there is no connection. We are not able to connect with that brand. What is happening? Where is this going? <laughs> this is this gets into a different debate altogether no and saying and uh, uh, part of this is because of uh, digital right because uh, we started uh, getting into very uh, hardcore measurement driven uh, objectives right everything started getting we earlier we never had the ability to measure first and foremost right because mediums are all mass mediums so we never knew what the effectiveness was we knew to a certain extent but not to the detail which today what digital allows us to track right now uh, it comes with its own uh, package that way so today when digital is giving you so much of data points creative doesn't is not given the liberty to actually uh, take that leap of faith with something right because you have a data point which is saying something and say okay just talk to this data point and which is very objective led and which is very direct. So most of the time what happens is you're not able to take a leap of faith from a creative standpoint, from a insight standpoint. Everything is data insights and not human insights, right? Uh, yeah, yes and no, but uh, I think data is playing a role in uh, not getting those great ads out what we used to get earlier because a lot of... Uh, True human insights used to come when people, the greatest of the creative directors, go out, speak to consumers, really unearth those insights, and then do your ads based on that, right? Today, yeah, I don't want to even want to advertise on TV for that particular matter. No, I'm, I'm on social media. Many a time, people are saying, put 10 posts, put 20 posts, 30 posts. When you ask them why, they don't even know. The others are doing it, I also want to do it. Well, are there any uh, campaigns, brands or advertisements in the last couple of years which have kind of uh, uh, reached masses or, or uh, you think uh, they have stood out? Uh, one brand which comes into my mind is great. I think uh, they did it well and I think it's the personality of Kunal which is showing through also. No? Right? Such a disruptive entrepreneur thinking very differently, getting into a market which People don't even know saying that, okay, is there a market around? And he's creating great things out of there. And that's the personality which has got translated into the brand. And that's the brand which got translated into advertising, right? And uh, I, you remember saying that, okay, that Raul Ravid coming out there and said, Indra Nagar ka gunda ho So, and it creates memorability that way. So, uh, many interesting things like that will happen when you define your brand right and if the brief from the brand manager is right to the advertising agency and the creative directors, I think you will get great output out. 
So there has to be kind of a complete set of people. It's not only client, but the good team and also the good intent. What exactly a message you want to give out? Yeah. Um, see, fundamentally what happens is, what we've seen is there is a big gap at many instances, right? Uh, one, clarity of purpose, correct? Or even go one more step saying, that, okay, what is that audacious goal, What your dream, what you're running after one? Right. Let's do a dreaming exercise first. How we achieve that dream? It can be a 20 years, 30 years kind of a, a roadmap for that. But first, let's dream. First, let's figure out why are we doing what we're doing. Right. Once we have clarity of this, it is then it is to make sure that this is transferred to my core team. Right. If I'm if I if there is an army behind me, how much does the army know? Where am I? What's the war which I'm fighting? What's the cost which I'm fighting? What is my territory and who am I fighting? What is their advantages? What is our advantages? What is our disadvantages, right? Strengths, weaknesses, all of that. So many of the so-called uh, uh, brilliant tools which is there in MBA, which is your sport and all of those angles needs to come into life. And most importantly, the founders need to take in that extra effort to make sure that their true intent, their purpose, their value systems are inculcated into that first set of people who are most important to us, right? Many a time we see this gap, right? And uh, like I was telling Mangalore, I was there and I did a, a reality check, a brand check, right? And the single most important thing is saying that, okay, that I think my people don't know what I'm running after, right? I have not told the vision clearly to my people. Majority of them rated themselves out of a scale of one to five. They were a two and three. So you need to keep reminding your people. And today when there's no loyalty, people are coming and going left, right. So it's even more important for that vision not to be hanging in your reception tables or the reception counters. But you need to remind your people, your army, the army generals and stuff like that. Remind them saying that, okay, what's the purpose? What's the dream? What are we running after? And that gap should be avoided, right? So then your intent translates into values, rituals, culture of the organization. You start creating great products from there or services from there. And then you do your image and perception well from a brand design standpoint. And then it becomes a great brand at the end of it. Nice. Any message or last piece of advice for a company or a startup who's looking for a branding or rebranding exercise? Mm, uh, I would go back to Simon Sinek and say, start with why, right? Figure out your why. Get some answers from a, a science angle, saying that, okay, figure out your why's, figure out your value systems, figure out why people should choose you over competition. It's hyper competition out there. You go into supermarket, there are probably 20 soaps to choose from, correct? 10 shampoos to choose from. <laughs> Confused. We don't even know. Everything looks the same, right? Apple for Apple, sea of sameness everywhere, right? Now, how do you differentiate from them, right? So it is important to think how to differentiate and all that starts with uh, with purpose, right? And today I believe that there is a big gap for a brand which can figure out what their purpose is and own that brand, own that purpose and live that purpose. Because many of them are like stating their purpose for the heck of stating it and not leaving it. That's the biggest gap which is there, correct? You're staying true to your purpose and living that purpose and living that promise.
I think if you do that, there is market for many a brand in the market. Interesting. So find your why and then go with your branding or rebranding exercise. Thank you so much, Like As we conclude this insightful episode, I want to express our gratitude to Like for sharing his wealth of knowledge on branding for startups. The Never Too Small to Brand campaign serves as a beacon for entrepreneurs, reminding us all that establishing a strong brand identity is an integral part of startup journey. We hope you, our listeners, find inspiration and valuable insights that will guide you in your own endeavors. Stay tuned for more exciting conversation with industry experts. Until next time, this is Santosh Vikram Singh signing off. Thank you so much, Like, for being here today. Thank you, Santosh. It's a pleasure to come and have a chat with you, whether it's a podcast or otherwise. My ending line would be, never too small to brand is all about learning, unlearning, relearning and repeating. Okay. And uh, that's a big facet about uh, never too small to brand. And for entrepreneurs out there, my other advice would be dream dream so big. Abdul Kalam said India needs dreamers, right? More dreamers. I think startups are driving that culture, but I think MSMEs needs to imbibe that uh, aspect into them and dream really big. <laughs> That's the power of dream. Thank you so much. That, thank you so much. So. Thank you for joining us today. You can reach out to us through our website www.foxmandal.in or drop an email at podcast at foxmandal.in Until next time, stay curious, keep learning and make a positive impact for your endeavors. Goodbye.